Hello, welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk number nine. Um, Nestor, I'm here with Henry. What's going on, my dude? Chilling, man. Um, not the best week for myself. Um, not only for my team, but you know, predictions wise, I absolutely bottled it, so it's on brand. Uh, but other than that, man, you know, just kind of trying to hang in there. You know, we're experiencing a pretty bad heat wave here in LA at the moment. So uh, aside from that, man, pretty chill. How about yourself, though? How's everything? You know, we're we're, we're hanging in there, as as they say. Um, the huge, like you huh? said, we're used to this heat, and uh, you know. Things things can always improve, right? Always. Anyway, yeah. Um, where uh, where are we? We're just after the semifinals of Champions League. I think that's the most important topic. Yeah. Or I guess the more popular topic. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, well, let's start with um, when when did we last leave off? It was going to be the before the Barcelona game. Yeah, before also, the City game. I think it was before the City game, and we were just waiting for, for yeah, the, the Bayern-Barcelona game. Right. Uh, last time we did this was the past Wednesday, so we're, we're a little bit past the week now. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk some football, some European football. Let's get into it. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, biggest, the biggest one, I think, last week, well, before Barcelona and before City, was the, the upset of Leipzig and... Uh, and Atletico, definitely. Um, I, I think that's a great that's a great place to start because um, it looks like it might be the end of an era for Atletico and kind of the brand that they've that they've had more recently. Uh, well, maybe not recently. This last decade, where they've been this really compact and and uh, hungry defensive side, but it just seems to me like they don't have the the personnel for that kind of style anymore. Uh, obviously El Cholo is one of the greatest coaches in the last decade you know in terms of that defensive kind of mentality but it's not clicking anymore Um, you know in that game in particular uh, it was very you know back and forth you could argue Atleti had their chances um, but uh, RB Leipzig is just so good on the counter and they made it difficult for them yeah they were actually they were bullying the bully for sure. Yeah, they, uh, they were playing rough. They, they weren't giving them any space. 50-50 balls were really contested, and, and yeah. they weren't really um, backing down from, from a normally tough, uh, just that's their brand, is just tough football. Right. And um, uh, and for me, the my biggest takeaway from the game is uh, I think um, El Cholo just, just bottled it, really. Um, <laughs> you have one of the best young attackers in football, and you don't start him in a game that you need to win. He opted for Ache Ache, who's a, who's a very good center mid, but more defensive-minded, more, uh, you know, a ball winner, possession keeper, if you will. Who, who are you referring to? Uh, Joao Felix. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he came on late, and he created the only goal via penalty. And if he doesn't get fouled in the box, that's a clear goal for him anyways. Converts the penalty stylishly, um, which kind of begs the question, is he supposed to be on that team? Because... Yeah, um, it's, I might it's, have, I might have uh, talked about that the first week, or maybe it was the first week that we canceled, or that, that got deleted. But mm-hmm. uh, Joao Felix, uh, he needs a much more dynamic system. Uh, Atletico, under Simeone anyway, is very rigid and very, uh, you know, you have to be very disciplined. Everyone has to really be uh, doing exactly what the directions say from, right. from that, that type of style. Um Felix needs needs a little more free flowing football, um, yeah. And uh, I I never liked the move to begin with. Uh, one, he's yeah. a, a little overvalued. Two, yeah. I mean, you can only be you can only be um, 
worth so much at 19 anyway. Right. But, um, yeah, it wasn't the right move for him. So mm-hmm. maybe he leaves or I don't know. I, I don't think that Simeone, Simeone gets a longer leash than a lot of other, like, greater managers. Right. Um, he's he's won one title. Granted, you, you're when you're playing against uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid uh, every season, you know there, there's not very much to 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 uh, compete for. But for for the reputation that they have and uh, and the class that they're in, they they should be closer than how, how far off they were they like 13, 15 points. Yeah, that's that's a little too far, and that ten, that's usually the where they're at behind Barca and Real Madrid. For sure. So, um, you know, I know I get that not every club can be hugely successful, but to be competing a lot closer than 15 points, you know, mm-hmm. you got to figure that, that Cholo, yeah, I mean, he's got them by the balls, really. He does. And um, it's crazy to me that the one year that they really break the bank for a player, because they're, they're not known as a team to typically spend that much money on players. Right, yeah. They, they have a really good scouting program and kind of develop players under their own roof. But, yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're a development type team, but still in, in a space where they want to compete. For sure. Um, which, which is fine, but they're, they're not really doing either of one lately. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much longer of uh, how much longer he can be there. It's, maybe maybe yeah. it is time to to move on. Yeah, maybe it's time to go coach the national team. In my opinion, <laughs> yeah. that'd be dope or to Argentina. see. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, that's the the rumors he's always been linked to yeah. for for years. Yeah, and not to divulge too much into Atleti. Listen, they they got to do better. I think it's clear. Uh, yeah, they they came to defend. They didn't, and they that's didn't defend my issue. well. Yeah, they, that's they exactly my they, issue. They had to take the game to the more, more, less less talented team. Yeah, and, um, and it's a good time to to maybe just talk about Leipzig real quick and and the players they Leipzig, have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we you mentioned them earlier, or not earlier today, but maybe off the record. But Sabitzer is clearly the guy there and up yeah. front for them, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Polson is very good as well. But um, it's a very tight unit where not one individual stands out so much, and yeah. they just attack the ball very well. The counter, probably one of the best countering teams in, that was left in the tournament, um, but it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't as notable on the scoreline, but they had a lot of great chances. Um, and, you know, they did uh, have a tougher time later in the tournament, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that whole leg was... We we expected Atleti to win. I yeah. predicted them to win, and we were a little bit let down by El Cholo. There, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's and getting into Cholo, that's going to be sort of the 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 topic of the day. We're just going to be it's managers this week. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're just going to be uh, yeah. harping on managers this week. It, it seems like uh, moving on from the Atleti uh, Atleti Leipzig game. There's the uh, Barcelona Bayern match. Right. And there and there's a lot to 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 pick out from there. Yeah, uh, eight to two. Yeah, nobody saw that coming, man. No, I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. No, I I knew that Bayern were going to outclass them, but not not totally just, you know, wash them. Yeah, they they just absolutely lost the plot there in, that, in every sense. And it was good for 15 minutes at first. Yeah, but it's like um, like a boxing match. Um, the one that came to my mind was uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Diego Corrales. All right, right. Um, where Mayweather was just beating on him and beating on him uh, over 12 rounds, knocked him down like five times, five, six times. And then eventually the ref decides to stop it, except in football, no one stops the match. Yeah, it's a full and, night uh, game. 
you know, uh, Bayern just uh, hammers in eight goals to... Uh, they, they actually got nine goals, but one counted for Barca. Right. So, um, and uh, credit to Suarez. He had a really nice goal against, uh, you know, he, he dribbled around Boateng, um, which oh, is yeah. becoming, a, I guess, a trend for Barca-Bayern games. But, um, you know, where do we start from that match? Um, well, like you mentioned, the first 15 were pretty equal. I think Barca had a few good chances to go up on the score. They didn't. It's just simple. Uh, Bayern was way more clinical. And not only that, they, they wanted it more. At least that's what it looked like. And um, I, I, for, for me, the tale of the tapes was at the wing-back positions. I know you don't... Or full-back positions. I know you don't <laughs> like that term. But, I, you know, Alfonso Davies, just, he's the youngest guy on the pitch, but it's men amongst boys when he has the ball. It made Semedo look like a schoolboy. Yeah. Went around him like he wasn't there. And, you know... That was the story for most of the pitch. I mean, the only guy that I could really credit for, you know, putting in a shift and trying to play some attacking football, which Barca are known for, is Luis Suarez. Messi tried as well, but I feel like uh, they did a good job in covering him. Alfonso Davies did, at least. And um, Messi does this thing where yeah. he loses the ball and he doesn't track back. And then the other team scores or some Well, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, it, it, if they're down on their luck, he does this thing where he hangs his head. And you know, he pulls just his hair back yeah. and uh, and just makes this grimace. And I think that a lot of the players, he's not he's not a vocal leader. We all not know at that. All. Yeah, you know, he's just a leader by example, just for the fact that he's the best player in the world. But I I think a lot of the players feed off of that. They're like, wow, he looks defeated, and and this is know. the best player in the world. Yeah, yeah. So like, what hope do we have? And right. uh, I, I feel like that's not talked about enough. That you know. At, I, I know he's not going to be a vocal leader, but at least like you know, clap your teammates. Let's get back in this, and or track back and try and chase you know, the ball that you just lost instead of waiting there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hanging your midfield to dry. Yeah, he, he just looks fed up. You know, straight up fed up. It's been uh, a few seasons now where it's looked like that. And yeah, well, they I, keep losing. They yeah. keep bottling it. In, <laughs> in after the, having a, a lead. Yeah, you know, they there's there wasn't a second leg for this one, but. You figure that it was going to be another <laughs> another eight goals, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's my thing on Messi. Is it, uh, you know, as your leader, you know, and like you said, maybe he just doesn't want to be there anymore, which I, happens to be the rumor. And uh, yeah, we can discuss that a little bit later. But for all sure, with that game, um, yeah, Bayern are on a mission. Yeah, they, you know, they look they look really strong. The only the only weakness I see is catching them on a counter but we've talked about that already right yeah yeah uh, that center back partnership doesn't look like the strongest to me like it that's no. their weakness well they any. they always sub out a uh, boateng for uh, shule shule yeah and shule's a big prospect to look forward to in the future still kind of making his name yeah, he's a big uh, he's a big boy yeah he's a unit he's for sure a unit um but you know the thing with Bayern is that they can attack you from so many different angles they have muller lewandowski amazing yeah, Kimmich Gnabry is, is is playing out of his skin again. For me, Gnabry is probably the 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 man of the tournament so far. For for me, I mean, he's not only has he scored the goals, but he's created them, and he's just sure. playing with like a fire under his ass that you love to see from a player who's faced adversity the way he has. Yeah, um, and it's crazy because he has to come off. Oh, bring on Tolisso. <laughs> oh, you bring soon. It's gonna be Sane. They still got Kingsley Coleman. It's like for fuck's sake, like. How are you going to beat these Coutinho. guys? For yeah. me, they're a Coutinho as well, who we, we have to talk about scoring two goals, assisting one against the club he's owned by. You know, it's like, 
that's got to be a slap that's in the face. That's rubbing salt on the wound, for Definitely. sure. Yeah, yeah, man. But, uh, I mean, what, how do you feel about that Bayern attack? You, they easily got to be the best in the tournament, right? You know, I Muller's not flashy, but God damn it, he just he has a way of of just making plays, doing the right run, creating the correct space. He's the kind of player that he'll he'll decoy the defense because one they have to respect his his attacking and his playmaking ability, mm-hmm. and uh, two he doesn't have a problem laying it off. And he's got he's actually got very good skills. Like I say, he's not flashy, but yeah. he's going to do fun- fundamentally. He's going to make the the right um, the right play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's a perfect backup for for Lewandowski and uh, you know setting the table for uh, whether it's Perisic or or uh, that's Gnabry, right. yeah you know, I forgot about so. Perisic and yeah. then you have um, Goretzka who's running oh. like fifty miles a game the dude is uh, just jacked yeah you know? he, he's probably the one of the best physical specimens in the game right now yeah he's he he's so good he's fighting for every ball you know he he's leaving everything on that pitch yeah and. Um, yeah, that attack is crazy. Lewandowski, you know, he had he, he didn't have a great game. No, that, that was in his Barca, yeah. um, and uh, more recently against Lyon, but he still finds a way to get his goals. You yeah, know, he'll, he'll he'll put his mark on the on the match, and he's uh, approaching Ronaldo's records. Mm-hmm. Um, but that attack, along with Kimmich, uh, Thiago, just slowly, little by little, controlling the the midfield. He doesn't do flashy things. He's He's more business. or less like a Busquets type player for for Bayern, yeah. um, which, um, speaking of Busquets, was nowhere to be found. He was <sighs> fucking hell. Yeah, he was taken to deep waters, man. He was a scarecrow, bro. Yeah, it's just you know he wasn't active, and and he they was, were missing that edge in the midfield. The, the only pivot that he was able to provide was the you know the head, uh, uh, like his neck. That was the pivot. He was just turning his head, like where are these guys coming from? Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. Um, and, and Setien gets immediately. Sacked like hours after the game, rightfully so, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been calling for his head, and not because I don't like the guy, but that wasn't the right move. Uh, when they, in my in my opinion, when they fired Valverde, it wasn't his fault. Clearly, there was problems going on in that locker room. Well, they've existed since the Luis Enrique days. Yeah, and, and like the the Bayern match was the perfect catalyst for everyone to get their heads chopped off. That was the final straw. Yeah, yeah, easy, and easy the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Um, you know, when you get into, uh, you know, the financials, you know, an aging club, uh, the the academy isn't producing as much talent as it used to. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, what what else what else can we say about about the Barca situation? Now that we've gone over the match, we can we can shit on Barca a little bit. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's so many so many things wrong. Uh, they spend a lot of money on a player who's done fuck all. Sorry, sorry, Griezmann, big fan. And big he comes fan. on like yeah. He he doesn't even start the match, right? Yeah, it's uh it's mind boggling. Um, there's there's a there's also an issue for me with um their defensive prowess. I mean their defensive um it's the word I'm looking for like their focus isn't there. Piquet clearly, and even after the game, he says, if I'm one of the first ones to go, I volunteer. I'm I'm not I'm not up to par. And that's rare you get that when a player admits that. But he has so much love for the club that he's willing to say it. For me, he was non-existent. Langlet was more of an attacking threat than he was even 
like uh, you know defensive wall on defense and yeah I don't get why he's one of the indispensables yeah I mean it's crazy when Jordi Alba is your best defender and he's also one of the oldest it says a lot and I mean yeah, Jordi Alba actually attacked pretty well yeah yeah he was the only guy I could really commend on that defensive uh, back line but yeah man they got problems uh, at a lot of positions their depth well, he, on he the didn't bench. really defend well he, he attacked better but Gnabry right. ate him up no for sure I mean when you attack well as a fullback uh, chances are you're not going to defend well unless you're a great recovery tackle player like we, like Juan Pesaka or Alfonso Davies these days. Um, sure. You know, those are the few guys. And But, I mean, yeah, Barca, clearly they're making a lot of moves in the transfer window or trying to, and they're going to need to. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, yeah, um, yeah man, just an embarrassing result uh, for Barca and their fans. Probably the most humiliating scoreline I've ever seen that team face in yeah. my lifetime. You mean Barca or Barca? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's just yeah, a lot of people likened it to the uh, to the Germany <laughs> versus Brazil yeah. uh, catastrophe. And there's a common uh, author for that too, huh? Your boy yeah. Mueller. Mueller, man, can't stand the guy <laughs> for for myself. I'm not a big fan of him, but he's uh, a hell of a game. player. I he's love his game because he he just always seems to to make the right play. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so do 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 you want to go on about Barca and Messi or it's should we depressing. talk about that? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not even because I kind of have a soft spot for Barca. Okay, you know that, and but I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rather. I mean, what's well? What's, I mean, is, uh, what I meant is, do we talk about Messi possibly leaving, or should we talk? Should we touch on that later? I think let's touch on it now since we're here. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's been. I feel like it's been a storm that's been brewing for a few seasons now. Um, ever since Neymar left, I feel like the clubs just had it's a like lot a of yearly messy yeah, leaving rumor. It's, yeah. There's a lot of toxicity in there, and right now is the perfect time for him to leave, in my opinion. He still he still has the ability, maybe doesn't have the legs that he used to have, but on the right squad that's you know fortified from the back up, I think he can have a massive um, effect. But the problem is. I never saw Messi leaving Barca. I never saw it ending this way, but it looks like it's going to happen. And their best suitor for me is Man City for various reasons. Uh, yeah. You know, Pep Guardiola, a few friends he has on the squad already. Um, but a move like that can, can reinvigorate his career, and it could also give uh, an influx of cash for Barca, who so desperately need it. It's well, kind of weird to say, but yeah, yeah, they do. Well, yeah, I mean, they're uh, from from reports, their they're cash flow is pretty bad. Like they they don't yeah. they don't really have a lot. I mean his wages are astronomical. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous. He he makes three or four times of most superstars. And even even Griezmann. Yeah. For example, Messi's at on one point three million per week. Right. Which translates to I don't know like a hundred thousand billion dollars a year. And then um, Griezmann, who's who's actually not that far behind. He's he's almost at nine hundred million a week. Just mm. those two players alone. On wages are are ridiculous, right? The, and uh, I always felt like every year Messi was getting a, a contract extension, yeah. So that means more money, usually, yeah. Yeah, um, and that was their way of keeping him happy. Mm-hmm. Which, it, if you're really about the club, you're not going to take all those contracts, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're stupid to turn that down, obviously. Of and uh, you know, we're we're not in that position, but to say that you you love the club, I mean. You're taking them for all their money as well. So right. there, there's a little bit of responsibility for Messi on that. I won't blame him for taking the money. I never will. Right. Get your paper. I don't care. For sure. Uh, he, he. If anything, he's earned it. Right. Um, but I, I always felt like, um, well, I didn't always feel like this, but 
I I think back and uh, we can compare Messi to Kobe in his last years with the Lakers. Yeah. Kobe takes that huge deal. Yeah. Um, off of based off nothing after a huge injury. Yeah. Messi same thing, just taking a huge deal from Barca and it leaves the club in a pretty bad situation. For sure, it's it was a big topic amongst Laker fans, which I'm a Laker fan as well. Not not so adamant these days, but that's another topic. That's the first time I hear you actually admit that, though. I know, yeah, oh, for sure. But I remember having this uh, argument with my dad. I'm like, like, what the fuck is Kobe doing? Like, he's 30, whatever, he's 35, 36. He's taking, like, one of the biggest contracts in the league. And But then my dad, he's like, sat me down. He's like, yeah, but without, you know, his ability in the past 20 or 15 years, this wasn't all possible. Why am I picturing that your dad sat you down yeah, on and his lap and he's like, listen, son. Listen, he put his hand on my right. shoulder. Yeah. You're, um, and all I was like, 22 years old. Yeah, and, and now I see it clearly, more clearly. And yeah. it's a shame he's not here anymore, but uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things. Do you reward your, your player who's been there, you know, he's loyally been there for how many, like, what is it now? Almost like fourteen seasons or thirteen seasons. Messi. Messi. I, um, I think like fifteen or sixteen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as a number ten, yeah, maybe. Yeah, oh, but like okay. when he had nineteen, oh. yeah, when yeah. he first got his go. Yeah, but I mean, like, do you reward him, or do you, you know, just uh, if I'm Messi, I would have, I would have not taken the money. I mean, because really? yeah, because if if you if you like to win, if you're a winner, you gotta adorn you. Yeah, you gotta adorn players around you, but. Um, if Messi still wants to get that payday, there's a f- few clubs that could suit him. PSG is another one I didn't mention, but I don't really see that happening. I don't see that happening. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's it's a tough it's a tough realm to be in, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, you're not really. It's hard to say no to all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really. Yeah, I don't really see him staying. The, and there's conflicting reports, you know, but. But the main thing is, is the the dude that broke the um, the the news that he wants out. Mm-hmm. You know, he happened to break the Neymar. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, in your opinion, se queda or se va? Se va. Oh, y viene para el city, papá. Ojalá. <laughs> pero. Um, so, oh, okay. So that that's a, actually a good um, segue. Unless there's no, no. something else that you want to. No. No. Yeah. Handles. Segue. City against Leon. Yeah. Let's talk that's about the, it. That's the. That's uh, the. Is that uh, the upset of the week? Mm, it's it's an upset for sure. There's plenty of upsets, but I think this one was the the one where people had City winning clearly. Yeah. Even I was watching the game on Tu DN Univision, and the guy's like, "Oh, este va a ser goleada del City." I was agreeing. I was like, "Yeah, we should, right?" Um, ah, fucking hell, man! Just they bottled it on every level. Um, well, the manager. Let's start there. Pep Guardiola. Tinkering. He tinkered way too much, and I remember sending you a message like, KDB at right wing? Like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So I knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Um, um, it's just, I don't even know where to start. He started Gundogan at the CM in a game where you know you're going to be fighting, there's going to be pressure. Um, well, and, and their style is that you want to press them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Gundogan doesn't do that. Gundogan doesn't do that. I think um, I told you this. In, in Gundogan's prime, and I know, like, it's easy to shit on the guy. Mm-hmm. But he makes it easy. Yeah. Like, uh, um, in his prime, he was like Frank Lampard. He gets forward, and he's going to find a way to score. Yeah. And he's scored some pretty good goals over his career. But lately, he's been too injured. He doesn't even get a consistent playing time, right? Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, 
He started the last two matches. He was a non-factor in both matches. Yeah. And uh, more, sp- it's it's more like it hurts more when you lose against a team that you should beat. On paper, City shits all over Leon nine times out of ten. No, for sure. And there's the there's the management side. Yeah, Pep overthink it. He over overthink it, and he overthought it. Yeah. He overthought it. <laughs> and uh, fucking, I think for me, but the the bigger bottler or the bigger bottlers were the our attacking side, our Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus. It's like, come on, my guys, like, open goal, you got to score that. Like, you got to score that. If, if you're at the highest level, you got to score that. Simple as that. And they didn't. And that, for me, is a, is a big problem. Um, we're going to need to find somebody who can finish those because yeah. as great as Sterling can be, I don't, I don't think he's up for it in the big occasions like that. Yeah. Um, um, Sterling, when he came to City, I remember it was like a big deal. Yeah, and Pep turned him into the player that he is now. Like he, you saw potential when he was in Liverpool, uh, and then he comes to City, becomes a whole new player, just adds this whole new dynamic, makes City just this amazing team to watch. Um, maybe, maybe another, you know, manager can turn him into a good finisher. I don't know. About is is that. it time to pull the plug uh, on Braza? I think it's a it's the perfect time, really. But you know, if he stays on the squad, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be heated. He's done. He's had a lot of great moments for City, but for me, and I've told people this a lot of times, um, the guy misses a lot. Way way too much. Way too much, and sometimes it doesn't it make. It was a the, sitter. Yeah, it was a complete sitter. I mean, I just I still I'm still in shock, bro. Like I was watching that game live with a buddy of mine, and like we just wanted to punch a wall because. With that goal, we would have equalized. And, and let me tell you now, City dominated the game. They had more yeah. chances, more possession. The yeah, goals that Lyon scored were, no, I'm not going to call them lucky. They were good. But they were off plays that were kind of broken. One, well, yeah, one one was the, the, the get-ahead, the, the get um, what was his name? The, the first goal? The first goal was by Cornet. That one, Cornet. it was a, a defensive blunder on our part. Very well, close to an offside. not really. He was covering, he was covering the, the, the defender. The ball bounced back. Cornet happened to be right behind him. It, right, was, right. it was a good strike. I won't take that away. Of course, yeah. The nice keeper strike. was out. Though. Yeah, That's... keeper was was no in no man's land, and it was a he you know he bent it. You know, the one thing that that um, and we'll get into the goals again in a bit. And I, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but the one thing I keep getting um, hung up on is does did Pep overestimate or underestimate Leon? I honestly think he underestimated them. It could be, but I not, to not start Foden. Oh well. To not start to 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 not put Bernardo. Look, Foden and Bernardo did not play at all. Yeah. Um, you you know two main guys over Gundogan, Cancelo and Rodri. You know I don't. I I think I've been vocal about them not really being up to par for for City level. Maybe Cancelo, but he's playing out of position. Rodri. I, I feel like he didn't really have all that great of a game. Yeah. Rodri, for, for us, is like a Busquets. He's a, a deep-lying center, defensive mid, if that. He can play center back as well. But but he was hung up all the way on the left. Yeah. They had him running as a left center mid, I guess, or a, just like a left kind of like Fox mid, you could say. But, you know, that was the issue. You start Gundogan at the central mid. For me, that's that, that spot should exclusively be for, for Nandino. And if not Fernandinho, yeah. Rodri. And they had well, and and he also, 
He also starts off with this defensive formation of putting Fernandinho as a center back, of a third center back. Yeah, that was strange, and he he cost us a lot, man. I'm gonna be honest, but he's out of position, and I can't hold that on Fernandinho because he's he's a hustler. He's I just no following the orders of he's the, fo- of yeah, the gaffer. So the interesting thing is that three days before City practiced this new formation, this new play style, so a lot of fans were heated. And like, that's why I say like, did he yeah. underestimate and just like use this match as an opportunity to? To uh, get a feel for the for the next game that was going to be against Bayern, it's a mixture of underestimation, but maybe just overthinking it. It's like okay, maybe you wanted to come out in that way. So say we win, say say they won against Lyon, the next game the manager's like, fuck, are they going to play like that or are they going to play like the way they played against Madrid? The way we played against Madrid, that's how we should be playing every game. That formation, that high lineup, press, high press, high intensity, and if you take the L, you take the L, but you left it all on the field. I can't say that for this game. And um, credit to Lyon for finishing their chances. I do want to put this on the record, and it's not an excuse, but the officiating, trash. <laughs> trash, bro. This, the goal where, where uh, Ondombele scores uh, between Ederson's legs, he clearly trips Laporte. Not only that, but the pass leading to him where, is... Where he it, dummies it. Yeah, it was infringed by another player. Regardless if he touched it, he still kind of like... It goes in his direction and... Uh, you know, opening your legs is is a play to the ball. Yeah. I think it should have been called a. He they didn't call it because he didn't touch the ball or, and he he didn't quote unquote um, make a move for it. Right. But letting it pass, in my opinion, is is still you, you know you're still offside because yeah. it's still because the defender still has to respect your position. Right. Of course. And you know, so that, that gives was you an unfair advantage. And um, uh, he's. St- I mean, both like the the. The second two goals were struck so horribly. They just happened to go in. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately, City's other opportunities were struck even worse. Man, yeah. Like, the goal that... Uh, I mean, Gabriel Jesus had a clean strike. Sterling did, too. And, and that was the game, man. But credit to Lyon. Yeah. They they got past that round. And yeah. They got into some other things later. Well, one thing that I do want to talk about, and, um, you know, after this we can move on from, from this match, but there, there's a lot of talk about um, Pep's... Pep's uh, influ- Pep's impact for a city, and uh, you know the the billion that he spent for uh, mm. for his players right. to have more success in the Champions League. Um, <laughs> so to add depth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, over the last four years, he's he spent a billion pounds. Right, right. Billion euros, whatever. Still a lot of money for uh, thirty or so players. Yeah. Um, look, that's a lot of money. Any way you cut it, there's no excusing that. But to reduce Pep's work with City uh, to only Champions League, you know, they're always the favorite. So there's you, you you do have to consider that. Yeah. This this was like an underdog win, you know, but um, you know I I think that's unfair. There there is something to be said that you know you've had less spending sides winning more. Mm-hmm. Liverpool last year, for example. Um, not Barca because you know they 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 spend a lot, but Bayern they're mm-hmm. they're notoriously cheap, and they happen to always get really good players. Uh, Madrid lately hasn't really been spending, and they're they're always up there. Not this year, obviously. Yeah. But um, I don't know. What, what's your what's your opinion on that? Because you're 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 you know you're a huge Pep guy, and obviously City's your your team. Well, and I hear a lot of people say this. They're like, oh, if if Pep's really a good manager, he'll go coach Wolverhampton with a, with a low budget. 
but quite frankly, if you want to be the best team, you're going to have to spend on players. You're not. It's like Lewis Hamilton in Formula One. He's not going to race a Ford Focus or a Honda Civic against you know these cars. I totally know who that is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, but um, no, I know what you're talking. Yeah, um, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's one aspect too. Uh, our numbers are hella inflated, and the main reason being when teams sell to City, they know we have the bank. We have deep funds. It's no secret. We get reminded every day, but teams know that and so while Bayern can get a certain defender for 40 mil or like 40 odd mil like say whatever like in this case they got Sané for really cheap they notoriously buy cheap because they they're very they're hard ballers and they're low ballers as well City on the other hand um, no matter what and this has happened with plenty of players that we've bought in the past the numbers just get hyped up because they know we got the funds for our, it. our city like me when I go to the grocery store and uh, I have a list and I just I don't look at the price. I just put it in my cart. Yeah. <laughs> Are they like that? For sure. They, they don't they don't look at price. They don't try to haggle. No. <laughs> they don't get coupons. Right. And then Pep comes out in, in press conferences several times where it's like, oh, the people are like, oh, why didn't you go for Maguire? And he's been quoted saying this. Well, they wanted too much. And it's true. They wanted like a, more than 100 mil from us. But they, you, they he ended up going to United for 80 mil, 90 mil. Was it? Uh, uh, eight, uh, 70 or 80 Oh yeah, yeah Something yeah. like that um, Too much Yeah yeah It's a lot right But I'm saying like Whenever teams sell to us They always They try to scalp us man yeah. and, and it's no biggie for us Because we can afford it But then uh, Opposing fans Love to bring that up Like love to bring that up And same thing with PSG well, so, I mean, if you can afford it, then it shouldn't bother you. No, it doesn't. But it's just, it's kind of annoying because a lot of opposing teams but, reduce our success just to that. Like, oh, yeah, they won two league titles, but. But, but um, they, you know, but you guys also do celebrate when you get someone on the cheap, um, like when you got. Uh, Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres. Yeah. yeah, that's like a rare, a rare, like, it's, that's rare that we get a player on that much of a, of a bargain, if you will. But, you know, that's, that's kind of like a. A unique case there with Valencia and their happenings at the moment. Um, who, I, by the way, they're set to sell a few more players. We'll get into <laughs> of that course, later. Right. But yeah, man, it's it's. Um, I hate I hate hearing that because Pep's not the only player, that, uh, the only coach that spends a lot of money. A lot of teams spend a lot of money, right? But I mean, sure, if you look at the figures, City have spent more, and there's a reason behind it. I believe at least. Yeah. Well, uh, if things go as you guys want, you're going to spend a lot more money in yeah. the upcoming month or so yeah well just and, to make uh, it clear. I would, uh, personally i would love Messi to be in the premier league yeah maybe in an arsenal shirt and and since like yeah we haven't won I'm the champions saying. league yet but we spent so much money i just want to make it clear each year our our goal is to win the league first and that's been clear by pep always and we've won it two times in a row a few seasons ago we lost it this season credit to, to liverpool we bottled it in the champions for reasons that are that are clear just we, we bottled it not yeah, only that, that, yeah. yeah, there's no excusing that loss. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, that's all I have to say on them. Uh, Sterling, yeah, it has to be better. Jesus, for me, just kind of uh, exclamates the fact that we might need to go for Lautaro or a player of that caliber. Haaland, maybe, uh, whose dad played for City. You know, some somebody who can... I don't like Haaland for, for City. Uh, Not for yeah. a Pep system because... He doesn't... Pep, he, Pep doesn't yeah. use a traditional nine, the, like a, you know, six-yard... Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's it's striker. rare that yeah, Pep has never really functioned with a, that kind of a style of player like a target man. But maybe it's time. Maybe, maybe. it's time for him to adapt his game. I, I think Lautaro was perfect for a Pep system. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, man. He can. He's uh, one of the most versatile up and coming strikers. So continuing on the Champions League. So that was the last 
excuse me, the last match uh, of the quarterfinal. And then we went on to the semifinal. So it was the it was set for PSG versus Leipzig, and then Bayern versus Lyon. So two two German and two French sides. A lot has been made about the, you know the Farmers League. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people don't really rate. And we we're actually on record for shitting on the German Bundesliga and the French and, and the yeah. French League one. Yeah, um, and I'll still do it too to this yeah, day. Yeah, there's no it doesn't change anything really. Leipzig, no. what place did they come in? Honestly, I don't know off the top of my head. No, me neither. But it's, you know, I'm not gonna check. No, no, they finished <laughs> very well last season. This season, they didn't live up yeah. to the same hype. And uh, you figured that they were you know out of their depth because they lost their their best player, uh, Timo Werner. They you know they made it to semifinal. But the, against the PSG game, PSG's just their their front line is just too much. Probably one of the best attacking front lines in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that's that's up there in the in the discussion for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was predictable. Uh, PSG wins three to zero. Yeah. Um, just way too dominant. Uh, Di Maria. Man of the match. Man of the match. Big game player. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't I don't have any doubts that you know he's going to turn up against Bayern. In the final, but Leipzig, they they were com- the complete opposite from the Atletico game. Yeah, they weren't f- they weren't fighting like they were. Subitzer was nowhere to be found. He he had like maybe a shot or two. Yeah. Um, Paulson, nothing. Nothing. No. Um, uh, I'm struggling. Uh, Campbell, again, just a non-factor. Yeah. They 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 really were just punching uh, above their weight class, and it was very obvious. Neymar. Taking them to school, Mbappe, like a eighty percent Mbappe is is just shitting all over them. Yeah, the biggest thing is that those both of those players you mentioned have the ability to beat their defender on one on ones on a consistent basis. And when you have two of those guys, it's just it has headaches. Yeah, yeah it's a headache for sure. And I forgot to mention Upamecano, who was great in the Atletico match, wasn't that great in the PSG match, but he was just outclassed. But that's one guy to look in the future and he's probably one of the few guys who's a center back and can attack probably the closest i've seen to sergio ramos truthfully yeah and uh high praise high praise but i mean uh, in terms of uh, his ability to you know get into the attack but yeah man uh psg just far too good um you know and between Neymar and Mbappe, that's really the whole attack right yeah. there. And Di Maria as well. But Di Maria. Di Maria is, um, you know, as one-footed as he is, is he's all types of problems yeah. for any defense. Does that does that back line convince you of uh, Marquinhos and Thiago Silva, though? Um, I was actually going to talk about this after we discussed the Bayern game. Bayern versus um, Lyon. Oh, okay. But... Um, other than their attack, I find PSG to be a bang-on-average team. Yeah. Marquinhos, um, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think he's not—he's definitely not world-class. Mm-hmm. He might be, like, above average. Might be. Right. But I don't i don't rate him all that high, really. He's, he's got that Brazilian... Uh, <laughs> that luxury tax. That, that, yeah, no, that, the Brazilian premium to him that, that makes you think that he's a, a really good player. But I don't, I don't really rate him all that high. Um... Yeah, that team is 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 scary up front, but you know it, it's it's a party in the front. It's it's business in the front, party in the back. Yeah, I, I don't, I I don't really see them being all that great. Um, so before we talk about that, I wanted to talk about the uh, Bayern versus Leon game. Leon showing their true colors. 
fucking bottlers, bro. Yeah, the, I don't. I wouldn't say they're bottlers because they weren't supposed to be there to begin with. But they, if they would have put away those chances that they had, they could have gone up two nil early. See, see, the thing about that is that the first chances, um, Memphis, Memphis Depay gets, gets, uh, you know, behind the defense, and uh, he, it's a wild control because he's going full speed. Neuer was a little bit out of position, but he does so fucking good at closing off the angle for for Depay. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he should have chipped him. Like, you can't chip. Like, it's so hard to chip, first of all. And to do it full speed like that, going off, like, to your right. But Aubameyang does it. Oh, oh, well, yeah, it's Aubameyang. <laughs> you know, we don't have too many of those around. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I think uh, uh, Neuer defended that really well, and he, he made himself way too big and um you know th- there's that there's the other um, chance too that, then where the they hit chance the post. that it hits the post yeah. um again i think neuer would have got that because he did stick his leg out just in time but you know that that's the one that you can say that okay maybe maybe that would have been a chance and they yeah. would have gotten their one their consolation yeah and but, that, yeah, but, um, uh, there's a lot made on the leon misses but um i think Lewandowski missed one and goretzka sliced one as well right but so, i think if if leon scores those goals early it could be a very tough match for Bayern. Yeah, it is. But I, I think they they could have made it because like right off of that that second miss, the one that post. Yeah. I think like a second, like a minute later, the very next attack, yeah. Gnabry gets gets the first goal for, for Bayern. Me, for me, it felt like they generated twice as much chances against Bayern than they did against City because they didn't generate too much against City. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what kind of stri- that's what kind of gets me heated. That's I'm due like, to that high line that Bayern plays though. Yeah, yeah, and and they and um. I think we we talked about this earlier that Leon has this has this um, really good counterattack. They they're yeah. able to generate and find spaces out of nowhere, and they credit to their to their front players. They're they're very very quick. Yeah, um, they're really good at just hoofing the ball up, and yeah. and somebody gets there. They do find good gaps though. I'll yeah. give them that credit. Like, yeah, it's not just hoofing up uh, the the gaps that they're able to find and exploit between the defenders. They know how to identify which which defenders yeah. are, but. You know, maybe that's giving them too much credit because, you know, that's that AYSL style. Yeah. Well, for me, when they hoof up the ball, like, their success rate is really poor. Uh, but against City, it just happened to be great that day. But, like, out of all those those attempts, like, they'll maybe get, like, one or two clear chances out of it. Um, but that just really comes down to the defense as well. And, and City's defense was poor. So credit to them still. But I'm saying, like, I feel like that's that's really their only game plan, dude. I didn't see much else from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their, their attack is really just counter. Yeah, uh, fi- find an open space and, and exploit it. Um, they have the players for it, but um, the one player that I I find the most interesting is the player that doesn't really do it, or the one that that maybe uh, is special on that on the uh, uh, club is uh, Alwar. Yeah, Alwar. Yeah, and, and everyone's already looking at him, licking their chops. Yeah, well, the, he's been he's been on on the rumor mill for, since last year, and not Someone's only gonna get him. Yeah, well, he's been linked to City for like almost two years now. It's never happened because we have a luxury in the midfield. Yeah, he'll be he'll run on the bench. Yeah, uh, I like him for like an Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's his level still, but I mean, uh, still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's just Leon to Arsenal is almost a sidestep, except it's a better oh, no, league. No, I wouldn't say that. Well, I mean, look at Arsenal, bro. They're not even in champs. Yeah, they're, but they're. Uh they're defending FA Cup champion. Ah, there you go. You got <laughs> me there. But no, I'm saying uh, it would be good because the the competitiveness of the league. Maybe it's a step up in that. I, I can see him elevating Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. um, you know, with Willian uh, for depth, and possibly still Coutinho. If they get Alwar, Alwar, Sabayos, link up. 
brother. Yeah, it could be good. I like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Bayern does their thing. Uh, two goals from Gnabry. Uh, goal late from, from Lewandowski. Stage is set. Yeah. PSG versus Bayern Munich. Uh, you know, monster from Farmers League One. From uh, from Farmers <laughs> League One. And monster from Farmers Bundesliga. Yeah. And, and people that get upset at that. Let's just be real for a second. You have Bayern, Dortmund. Who else after that is really like... I mean, I know you said Schalke last week, and it, but I mean, it's not the same level to me. No, no. It's they, like in, in the Prem, you, know, you got Liverpool, City, Tottenham. But there's, there's always talent coming out of those teams. I mean, Leipzig, for example, um, again, we're too lazy to check, but they're, they're a decent club. You know, I wouldn't I like. I'm not one of those people. One, I hate underdogs, but I'm not one of those people. That, oh, they made it there for a reason, and I know they got. They were lucky to be in the semifinal. Yeah. But you know, they they had quality to at least compete with with Atletico. They had nothing to do with PSG. They were just outclassed. Um, and and maybe that says more about them because wow, I'm just talking myself out of my own argument because mm-hmm. I just said that PSG's team is pretty average except for their front. They're they're their attack yeah so I'm gonna shut the fuck up it's even worse I think Bundesliga is one thing uh, Ligue 1 is even worse when it comes to like that Farmers League notion because yeah. PSG and I'm, I'm this kind of makes me sound hypocritical but with the budget they have compared to the next team with that the closest budget it's not even close yeah and they're winning the league each year the same way Bayern are each year they're able to conserve players they don't have to spend as much in the transfer window uh, not only that, but these these teams constantly poach players from the best team in their own league, and that's something that doesn't sit right with me. So that's why we call them farmers league. I think I think Bundesliga is is on par with Italian league. Yeah, it's, I've been thinking about it a lot more there. lately. It's so it's close for yeah, sure. And uh, Italian league has taken a hit over the last probably ten, twelve, fifteen years. They're kind of on the come up now. They're, but they're starting to, but you know, does competitiveness really mean that they're above I, I don't I don't think that Juventus is on the level of Real Madrid um, or Barcelona was but the no I agree that on, on that but or, the, it's more um, of a City, level playing Liverpool, field Liverpool you know for sure there's the more best, of a level the best team in Italy is probably out of Champions League in, in England mm, that's and you can't say that about Bayern and you can't say that about PSG well, but that's that goes back to the point that I'm telling you. They're literally making a, a league all-star team by going in and buying these players from from their own rivals, bro. Like, I mean, but I mean, that's it happens in any league, right? But I'm saying to the degree that it happens on a year-in, year-out basis, it's I'm, pretty. I'm, wild. Okay, I'm, so I'm thinking about Bayern specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewandowski from Dortmund. Yeah, M- Mueller's a is a homegrown product. Right. Gnabry's from you know they got him from Arsenal. Right. Uh, Alfonso Davies, they got him from MLS. Right. MLS uh, product. Perisic from Inter. Coutinho from Barcelona. Right. He's I on know the to be fair. I know Kimmich yeah, is a... Yeah, from Schalke. Okay. Yeah. Kimmich is, is a homegrown product, if, right, I, right. if I know correctly. Alaba, same thing. Yeah. Or, no, Alaba's... Well, Alaba was actually... Well, they found him really young. Well, that's the thing. They find a lot of these players really young, but from opposing uh, teams from their own league, and then we don't really know about them. So they're like, oh, he came right. up in Bayern. Right, you know? yeah. So I, I feel like Bayern really developed Alaba. I feel like Alaba's been there for a long-ass time. No, he he's, has, he's still for sure. relatively young. Yeah, yeah. Boateng, he did his time in Manchester City, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, 
Neuer from Schalke. So that's only a few players that that started. Well, that's just players from this season. But going right. back to previous seasons, sure. it was more sure. more prevalent. But when they got Goetze, for example. Um, Goetze, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's more. I mean, uh, when they got Hummels. Hummels, Hummels from yeah. Dortmund. I mean, yeah. it's just, there's, I mean, you can make a case for either side. But. Yeah, So, but I think, I, you know, in terms of competitiveness, um, they're, they're still up there. And uh, I find it hard to not respect that. I know, I know you have your opinions about them. Yeah. But I, I really don't. I, re- I really think that, that they're still one of the best teams in the world, if not the best. Oh, no, I'm not taking that um, away, but we're just talking about yeah. the degree of the league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, where did that argument come from? I forgot. Well, uh, we were just talking about the, the whole Farmers League notion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I think that, that Germany is, is still... Still on par with, with Italy, but I already said that. Yeah. Um, so let's preview the, the final. All right. Who do you got? I haven't told you who I have. I and I honestly still don't know who to who to choose because I don't like either team, quite frankly. And that's just me me just being honest with yeah. everybody. Um, it's like if if PSG wins it, it's like uh, then you're gonna get a lot of comments about oh so it's a farmers league, huh? Um, part of me just kind of wants Bayern to win it, just because they've already won it, and they look they look like favorites to me. See, see, my thing is about the whole the whole um, reduction of of a league because of who's in the Champions League final or who wins it. Yeah, it, it it's like these are the best teams in the world. These are the best clubs. Yeah. So whether Liverpool wins it, whether um, even if Leipzig happened to win it or whoever. Like on any given day, these these are the best teams, and they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. Right, right. So, but it's a one-off game as well. Yeah, so. And then we don't even have two legs. It's just a one-off game. Well, you know, we granted the, you know, there there are underdogs for a reason. Yeah. But you can't reduce a league based on that. So like, are we to believe that that Spain and England are the worst leagues now because they didn't have anybody representing them in the final? That's that's the thing. I don't rate the Champions League to to, to rate leagues, for example. Yeah, you, because you can't do that, and too many yeah. people do do that. Yeah, it's 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 really really fucking annoying. Well, it's just a, it's a different beast. But um, all right, just to just to give it to you short, I have Bayern winning. Yeah, me too. I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna. I don't like. I don't like PSG. <laughs> I, like I said, they're they're a bang on average club. That, has, that happens to have a really, really good attack. Yeah, and they're clearly showing us they've never been there before because they, they, they oh, just the won they're, and they're celebrating. The like, they're partying. Yeah, they're partying. Small club party. mentality, isn't it? Listen, I'm all about having fun. I don't want to sound like an MLB announcer, but I'm saying um, you look at <laughs> the way Byron handled. Bombs, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> but you see the way Byron handled themselves after after their win, strictly what, professional. What should be happy about? Yeah, yeah. I'm not finished. Kobe, yeah, Kobe, that's shout out to Kobe. It's probably the most we've ever mentioned Kobe. Uh, and Mamba Day's coming up, so it's no surprise. It's kind of crazy yeah, how it yeah. all ties oh, in. Oh, man. But, um, I'm going to cry. For sure, for sure. But, um, uh, but yeah. No, yeah job not finished. What are you happy about? Yeah, what exactly. What are you singing for? What are you, like, getting drunk for? You guys are throwing champagne. Like, like the, the, you still have a final to play. Yeah. And you hung over and use that as an excuse? Is that what you're doing? To be fair, they've never been there before, so I could understand them. I mean, like, I can understand the hype behind it, right? But, um... It's not warranted, and I think just off off that alone, I think Bayern is just gonna come strictly business, and and I think it's more meaningful for them too. Uh, well, it's meaningful for PSG too, but for some for a team that's already won it and knowing what it means for the for the country of Germany, 
and the fact that they haven't won it in a good while now. I think yeah, seven years. Yeah, I think Byron's gonna go in all the way. Uh, if if you want a more clear scoreline prediction, I have three two. Uh, no, sorry, three one. All offensive affair. Yeah, Byron. I think I think the the key is going to be um, preventing uh, PSG from from initiating an attack. Uh, I don't think that Bayern is, should be playing a high a high line on their. No. Nah. You can't do that with Neymar. You can't do that with Demiria and Big Mbappe. Yeah. Uh, that, that's just suicide. Um, th- a lot has been made about the battle between Davies and, and Mbappe, and uh, I, I, Davies, you know, as good as he is on attack, he's still a little a little green for me for my yeah. taste. In, in the I think defense, yeah, I think he just has the pace to make up for. Yeah, it, he he uses his pace to to recover a lot. Right. Um, and Mbappe, he's shown that you know, while he he does have the pace, and hopefully he's a hundred percent, so there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. But he he has the pace, but he's also got the 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 control and the ball con- and the ball dribbling, to to actually give him trouble. In a tight space, he can take two three guys in, in an instant. You know, you don't really see that a whole lot with the with the really pacey player. Yeah, um, I, I'd go as far as to say that Bayern probably have the best uh, wing back combo to face a team like PSG. Yeah. They got Kimmich on the other side. Yeah, and He's, Kimmich uh, actually more recently he, they they drag him a little more into like a center defensive mid role. Oh, okay. Kind of like a Philip Lom a little bit. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. who we learned from. So yeah, it's exactly. no surprise. But yeah, I mean, um, I I would like to see um, like a Thiago. Uh, hanging back a little bit, dropping a little deeper, while you let Goretzka move up more, um, and link up with with uh, Mueller and Lewandowski. Right. Gnabry is going to eat. You know, he's going to do his little eating celebration as well. Perisic, I mean, Perisic, I feel like, I feel like he like you you forget that he's on the team, but he's he's so good. Yeah, that's just the, the so team. dangerous. They're so deep, you know, and in every aspect, uh, almost every position, um, but. Yeah, man, I, I I agree with you totally, and I I don't think PSG has the facilities for that, as a as Big Shaq would say, you don't have the facilities for that big man, <laughs> uh, especially in 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 the for me their biggest weak point is going to be their center back partnership with Thiago Silva and um, Marquinhos, I think that's that's chicken for for uh, Nabry or or any attacker that has either a nice touch or just that burst of pace to get through there. Yeah, and yeah. Um, 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 they their midfield doesn't convince me. It's it's PSG is really all about that attack. Yeah, and if it comes down to a battle of goalkeepers, I take Neuer like ten days out oh, of ten over Navas. Yeah, I'm sorry, I like Navas. I'm well, big Navas fan. is like strictly a uh, shot stopper. Shot stopper, yeah, exactly. And he's Neuer. not the sweeper keeper that Neuer is. And yeah. that was big against Depay in that instance that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I mean, he totally covered that angle. I like I, I watched that angle. I, I rewinded it like ten times. I'm like, he totally had him. He balled it. <laughs> he bottled it for you. Uh, for, yeah, but no, I get you though. But yeah, um, yeah that's my prediction. Uh, oh, well, you you pretty much have the same thing. But well, what's your score line? Um, yeah, I take I take Bayern. Um, at least three goals with Bayern. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they completely opened them up, and, and had a had a pretty good route. Um, moving on from Champions League and, and our predictions is Europa League. Are you interested in Europa League, my friend? Of course. I actually um, I like that matchup a lot more than the Champions League matchup, personally. You find it to be more competitive? It's just two teams I like watching 
more. Uh, yeah, so... But, um, yeah, it's Inter Sevilla, no? Yeah, Inter Sevilla. So, to back it up a little bit, um, uh, Sevilla played against Manchester United in the semifinal. Get Good in. Lord, man. Good Lord. United, uh, you know, they, they got up early and then... I wouldn't say early, but they got in the lead off a penalty, of course, right? <laughs> Here's a stat. 33 chances... From open play, only two goals mm-hmm. from penalties. Yeah, it's it's uh, horrible finish. It's a recurring theme. The la- right that's there. the last two matches for United. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not happy about that. In starting the the second half, United got in whenever they wanted. Anytime that the ball came into the final third, it was in the box, hundred percent. Yeah. Rashford misses. Tony Martial. Dribbles too much. Keeper barely gets a leg on it, barely gets a hand, whatever the case is. Um, you know, they just weren't finishing. And that's the story of the last few games. Is as many chances as they get, as, as good as they are in creating attack and, and, and getting into the box, they just don't finish. Yeah. And uh, Sevilla, you know, as much as they are on the ground, as rough and tumble as they are, where it happened to get two goals from open play. Yeah, it's... Um, it's fucking frustrating, God damn it. It is. It is. I mean, well, I wasn't frustrated. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm a City fan, but I'm saying, like, um, it, it's fr- I could see how you'd be frustrated because I watched the game, and I told you, I was like, United des- deserved to win that. They had more clear chances, in my opinion, or created goal-scoring opportunities, maybe not as clear, but... Um, it's just it's a it's a matter of uh, formation and i think sevilla did a great job of stuffing that box frustrating the opponent and just snatch and grab move on to the other side of the field and do their thing um de jong scoring the easy goal but the 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 cross by jesus navas my god i was i was so impressed well the marking is is abysmal uh uh, lindelof and uh and uh, aaron von you know, oh, nowhere yeah. to be found. Yeah, Wamba Saka actually let him off. He he saw him and he and he opened up instead mm-hmm. of closing in on him. Yeah, Lindelof was in no man's like it was in fairyland. He didn't he didn't know what to do. Yeah, he 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 had no idea that there was someone behind him. And then uh, Bruno Fernandez giving him a little piece of his mind, giving him a bollocking, a good bollocking, and uh, he wasn't having it. Uh, but you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's when hard you're to losing. accept that. Yeah, in of the course, moment, especially it, when you feel like you're busting your ass. Yeah, for sure. And to the new guy. But you know, I, for me, there's no shame in going out to Sevilla because, well, obviously they've they have great history in the tournament. But they do. But they're a solid team. There, there's nothing to be proud about winning the the Europa League three years in a row. My yeah. opinion. Um, Not listen, at all. But you, if you can win it, it's impressive. But yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, it's winning like, any tournament is is always going to be good. And yeah, it's, and, and it's nice. But Europa League is the is the tier under Champions League. Mm-hmm. So you didn't quite make fourth place; you made fifth place. Mm-hmm. Winning the Europa League grants you an automatic spot in Champions. Right. If you if you happen to not make it up the top four, you know you get your spot. Right. What that means to win it three years in a row that you sucked. Two of those years in the Champions League, you yeah. grabbed your ankles and you decided to, you you're you're a sixth grader and you decided to go and play with the fourth graders because the other kids were too good for you. I don't know, man. It's just Sevilla kind of has a soft spot in that. my heart. I, uh, I find it hard. And the the way they played was really dirt. There was a lot of fouls. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Diego Carlos. Diego I, Carlos. I love that. Um, Ever Banega. Banega. Yeah. Ooh, cheeky, huh? 
No, he's, <laughs> he's a bastard. The thing that really frustrated me about United was Brandon Williams, mm. um, the, oh, the left back, schoolboy defender too. He um, he just he kept he stayed on the floor. You know, uh, it's one of those things that gets you heated as a like, fan. Why why do you fall for everything? Why do you sell and embellish every every uh, touch that you get? And then go ahead and make a dumb game. foul too, and get a dumb yeah, card. It's then, like yeah, you know, but that's inexperience there. That's and it showed, but. We I mean, really, going forward, we really missed Luke Shaw and yeah. we missed um, Nemanja Matic. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, I, I agree. But um, you know, for Sevilla, they're like, let's let's actually just talk about Inter now. I mean, I don't know if you have yeah, anything no, no. else to Inter, say. Inter beat. Um, who did they beat? Oh, Shakhtar. Shakhtar. Who I I like Shakhtar, but Inter. Wow, like I mean, that was a dominant performance yeah, from the from the start. They mean, yeah, big man like Lukaku. Man, Shakhtar had nothing to do in that game. No, no, and they got a great attacking setup, but that defensive uh, backline is just not there for them. And Inter exploited it. Lautaro was sharp. Lautaro um, came came with his A game. Yeah, and he showed and, us what we were asking for. Yeah, Didn't and we it's, talked about it's not always uh, him scoring goals per se. Sometimes it's creating goals, creating the space for Lukaku. Yeah, making making yeah space. He's he's such a great complimentary striker too, and um, yeah, man, I, I said this a few weeks ago. For me, they're favorites to win the whole tournament, but that that uh, matchup with Sevilla is going to be spicy, man, because those are two yeah. different styles. Sevilla a lot more structured, more you know compact, and Inter is just a free flowing attacking side that can defend, but the key will be for them to score first. Yeah, yeah. I um I don't. I don't really care for Lukaku's game, Whoa. Uh, but but I do love that the the contrast that him that he has with Lautaro. You know, Lukaku's this big lumbering. You know, just you know he's gonna use a lot of his power. You know what I hate about his game though? It's he always has to like stiff arm everybody. Well, like, but brother. but you like LeBron though, right? LeBron does a turnaround. He's got some finesse to his game. All right, Oops. <laughs> I'll give you that. He's, he's got some. He's got some skill. Yeah, but you know Lukaku. You know he's gonna. He's gonna get. You need two men to drag him down. Uh, and then Lautaro has got a lot more finesse. He's he's obviously a lot smaller, mm-hmm. and uh, he's oh, got he's, a lot of more. Just just yeah. he's he's got a little more. Uh, as we say in Spanish, colmillo. Tiene he's, colmillo. He's he's a lot more slick. Tiene he's, he's got more moves. He's tricky. Yeah. Um, just that, just that partnership. It, it's it's actually really nice, and it's it's because uh, it's, it's two a headache. For, yeah, it's two different styles of a striker, you know, and when, they mesh so well. When you look at Rashford and and uh, Martial, two very direct, pacey players that mm-hmm. are just trying to dribble past you, these two guys they're they're way different in in the way they attack, and it keeps the defenders guessing, and it creates a lot of space for that. Yeah, as so a neutral. I, I love that partnership. I yeah, really same do. here, man. As a neutral, yeah. it's a breath of fresh air because how many times can we say there's a two-striker formation these days? It's it's rare. Uh, it's, it's very rare. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, big shout-out to Antonio Conte. Uh, Genius. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm on. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be rooting for Inter, and I have them winning. Uh, I have them winning 2-1. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair as, it, as Bayern. Yeah, not with, not with Sevilla. Nah. Um, yeah, I'll take Inter. 2-1 sounds right. There we go. Two, one, two, zero. Uh, I'll even go as far as saying uh, Lautaro Brace. Yeah, Lautaro Brace. That's me. But nice. Lukaku's having a more impressive tournament if we're looking at goal scoring. Well, just by school scoring. Which, yeah, that's the only aspect. Which, you know, football is, uh, you know, obsessed with that. Yeah. But I don't I don't really. You don't really rate it. I don't I don't think he's the best player. <laughs> yeah, but. They, they, they take his goals all the way back to 2000. 
14 or something like that. Yeah. It's like, dude, no, don't no. don't count that. They got uh, eliminated from Champions League. Don't count that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> nah, but you're right, though. Um, um, yeah, man, that's that on that. I would that's say. that on that. Yes, sir. And um, moving on from that, uh, fuck, I had something to say about about Inter Lukaku. What was I going to say? Oh, well. It escaped my mind. It'll it'll come back. It, it might. It might not. Oh, I wanted to talk shit about uh, Ole Gunner, Ole Gunner from, from the Manchester United game. So he waits oh, eighty six minutes yeah. to make yeah, a, a sub. Problem. You know, uh, does that mean that he doesn't trust his trust his uh, his team, his players? What what, what is it? Mm. Uh, um, uh, I, I think uh, um, more than anything, I think that's what it is. Uh, he doesn't have the squad depth that a lot of these other clubs have. And it's a problem when you're st- already starting Brandon Williams at left back. That doesn't say too many good things. Yeah, um, of course. But I think that's why United are going to go ham this transfer window, or they should at least if they plan on on retaining that top four spot in the in the league. Um, but I don't know, man. Old Gunnar Solskjaer, for me, he's still... It's hard to, to shit on him too much because he still lacks experience. I mean, the only team he's coached before this is Mold, right? And, you know, in, in Norway, and that's not... It's not United, is it? So... No. I wouldn't be so hard on him, but um, I will say that he has to be better going forward, and this, for me, is a lesson. You got to remember, he's he's pretty young in his managerial career. Sure. Um, and it's Europa, so he's just got to be happy it's just Europa. It's not the biggest deal. It's three deal. semifinals. Yeah, in a row. I know, and I remember thinking each year, like, "Fuck, United are gonna win it this year." I'm happy they don't win a trophy. We don't win a trophy. Manchester's cool, right? No, no, yeah, Manchester is purple. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's all I gotta say on OGS. I don't have. I'm not. A, I don't really hate on him. He, in fact, he's impressed me. I didn't well, think he I, was gonna make I, it this I'm, far. I've been pretty vocal that I don't think he's the man for the job. Hand it to Giggsy. Oh no. Oh, fuck. No. No, I'm I'm tired of this whole legend shit. So um, uh, just going for poach, just taking just taking a manager. Yeah, Pochettino would be awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what else? What else is there? What else can we talk about today? Because I know there's a lot. David Silva going to Real Sociedad. That's the biggest shock uh, of the transfer window so far. It was pretty much nailed on. He was going to Lazio. Um, what swayed him? <laughs> Your guess is the wife. Could be. Yeah. My guess is he just wants to go back home. You know. Back to Spain. Back to Spain, and he did mention that. I watched the presser he did for Real Sociedad. Um, it's a Basque country. He has pretty good experience in playing for Basque teams. When he played for A Bar the year he went on loan from Valencia, and that year was so pivotal for him. That's where he really made a name for himself. Um, but yeah, man, I think he's gonna boss it. Um, uh, he he's gonna be able to play with uh. With my boy uh, Alexander Isak, the Sweden international, who's probably the, one of the best up-and-coming strikers who's still young. Um, and a team that, you know, when you go to La Liga, a lot of the teams play a possession-based style. Tiki-taka, it's always a thing. I think it's perfect for him, and I'm happy. I'm going to miss him. He was a great player. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, great signing for, for Sociedad. And I feel bad for Lazio because apparently they had the medical lined up. They had everything ready, and Real Sociedad just comes in kind of whispers in his ear like hey man you want to come to spain want to come home want to come home and he'd take it now I, I would have taken it too i don't know if it's a money thing but um hey man hats off yeah it's probably not a money thing he doesn't seem like the guy might huh? be 
don't know. Well, it's it's when they're at that late stage in their career. A lot of times, I think it's a money thing. But it could know, be. Yeah. I don't know. Like they they just offer them one dollar more. <laughs> well, that's more money. Yeah. Um. What else? Anything else comes to mind? I feel like I'm forgetting something big, and um, I just feel like I want to talk more about Messi leaving <laughs> Barcelona. Well, I mean. For me, the only, like I said, like the only team that comes to mind is City, and he would help us a lot, right? Look, if you want to keep Messi unhappy, you want to hold him hostage for another, because he only has a year left on his contract somehow yeah. after all these extensions. If you want to keep him unhappy for a year, piss him off, make him play like shit, and uh, and not get money for it, and, and then end up letting him go on free, letting, like being the club that let him. Go for free, right? By all means, go and do and waste a man's career, waste a year of the man's career, right? Yeah. Um, you got to let him go, man. Take what you can get. Take take what you can get. Um, anything else on on transfers though? On um, well, I mean, uh, if you want, I could breeze through the transfers real quick. Not too many, and then afterwards, uh, we're gonna talk rivalries. We're, oh, we, we yeah. Or do you want to leave? Or do you want to just get into that now? Yeah, yeah. Well, before that, let's talk about the Valencia fuck up over the week. Oh, you know, it's becoming a, a theme where they just, you know, we don't even want to call them bottlers anymore. You know, it's like a, it's like McGee on Shaq and a Fool. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, um, so Valencia decided to, to, pay their players with IOUs. Yeah. IOUs and and if any player denies that IOU and claims that no they we want the money now, it's uh, Valencia is gonna have to owe like more money apparently. Interest. So that's like, eesh, you know, it's just bad finances all around by Peter Lim. I don't know what what, what he's on, man. Like, I'd really want to know what's going on in his head right now because he's not doing himself any favors, um, and the fans are just absolutely livid i yeah. mean you go to the valencia twitter page or the you know the reddit pages or whatever fans are fuming and they have every right to be they're losing all their best players left and right for you know Peanuts. under undervalued yeah yeah so it's like i feel bad for them man for a historic club that like we mentioned the other day besides atletico and you know barcelona madrid the last team to win the league it's just uncharacteristic of them and uh, for all your uh, Valencia fans out there, you know my heart goes out to you. But uh, yeah, I can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel right now because I there hasn't been one bit of good news for that club. Yeah, there, there's just no there. Yeah, there, there there's no way out. Yeah, man. Um, oh, and um, before before we move on, uh, Silva's getting a statue because we were talking about him. Oh right, small club mentality. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, not to me, man. Uh, we're talking about forget about just City for a moment. Probably one of the best midfielders to he's ever do very, it. He's getting very emotional right now. His <laughs> eyes are welling up. No way I Nah, but he's probably one of the best midfielders to ever play in the Prem. One of the best. I'm not saying the best, but he's up there as for sure uh, the best Spanish midfielder to ever play in the... The best. Yeah, I, and I'm That's... shitting on Chesk. I'm shitting on Xavi Alonso. I'm shitting on all these guys. But you look wow. at the the numbers, the assists, the, the goal, you know, the trophies... Juan Mata was really oh, good. I like I like Juan Mata as Juan well. Juan Mata, I mean, uh, but wow. David Silva, bro, he's he set the he set the the level, and not only that, he changed the whole. The he whole changed notion. Manchester City, but I don't think he he changed much else. Well, think about it. Before this, they're like, oh, 
How tall is he? 5'6", 130? Oh, he's going to get tossed around like a rag doll. He totally changed that that notion. He brought a, that Spanish finesse game into the Prem, and, and then a lot of other teams followed suit. I'm not saying, like, you know, Chesk was obviously at Arsenal, but didn't have the same effect that Silva had. Um, off the get go, and I would love to compare their their career, like like an eyeball test. I would love to watch ten games of Chess Prime, mm-hmm. ten games of well, David Silva Prime. Yeah. Chess has his, his qualities that are better than than David Silva, and David Silva has his qualities that are better. They're different players, but you know, just for the sake that they're both Spanish. But I mean, Sm- Spanish and undersized for the league. Undersized, yeah. But I mean, for me, I'll take uh, Fabregas. Oof. Well. You know, that's a good shout. That's good company to be in. World Cup winners and everything. Sure, yeah. But uh, not for me. David Silva is the best, and he deserves he not only one statue. I probably make a few of them if he was up to me. But uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I forgot who the pundit was. There, there is a pundit out there um, yeah. saying they're like, "Whoa, where's?" Henri's or Burkamp oh, yeah. statues. I, I know he said that, and, and there is an Henri there, statue. There is an Henri, and there is a Burkamp statue. Yeah, and, and that's what <laughs> David Silva is for us. And wow. I've told you before, he's probably the best player to ever yeah, play who, for City. Like, who are we to judge what you know? Who the club deems important? Well, if they want to, if they yeah. think that uh, Jesus Navas is important oh, to get a club, then give him a fucking statue. Or how about Jude Bellingham? Getting his number, that's a different yeah, story. Yeah, he retired nah, his number. Yeah, hey, David Silva deserves that for me. And, and once it's all said and done, legend, Company and Aguero deserve one too. Your company, Aguero. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's where it caps off for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Yaya's like fringe, dude. Yeah. Yaya's fringe. But I could argue that Yaya ha- ha- was a one-season wonder. I mean, not one season. He had great seasons. But that one season where he got player of the year, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, dude. I've never seen a player dominate the way he did that year. But, you know, he's he's in contention. But, yeah, I think David Silva deserves all the plaudits. Um, and I can't wait, man. I'd love to see how it's going to turn yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they don't bottle it. Ah, oh, sheesh. Nah, um, and I want the Sheikh to make it of 100% 14-karat gold. Oh, he can afford it. Oh, for sure. He probably has one of himself. He has a couple of himself, bastard. Lucky guy, huh? Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'll probably end up dead tomorrow. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, do me a favor. Yeah, don't worry, bro. I'm cool with the Saudis. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about... Um, so, so our... Actually, our, our music guy, Adela Costa. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, he uh, he gave us a, you know, a topic to think about, or to actually talk about. You know, he's, he's actually getting into football himself. He's declared himself a Chelsea uh, supporter. Up the blues lots. You know, just another plastic. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he wanted us to talk about rivalries in football, um, wh- which are the greatest rivalries, mm-hmm. or which are the rivalries in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Who's, in your opinion, what's what's the biggest rivalry in all of football? I think it goes without without question. It's always going to be El Clasico for me. Yeah, I've of course. Gr- grown up watching that as a kid. Uh, that's you, probably my favorite rivalry because there's always so much at stake and there's always so much bickering from both sides of the fan bases. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Real Madrid and Barcelona, it just goes back in time. And every time they face each other, not every time, but there's always some controversy. There's always the elite, the, the biggest stars in the game. I think anybody loves to watch that. And I'm, you've lived that vicariously more than I have. So what's your opinion on that? rivalry in itself yeah it's always one of those matches that you know you're gonna get polarizing opinions and uh right you know being being from la a lot of people more recently are barcelona fans just because of messi i believe that's just you know my opinion that's probably the truth um 
but it's it's always the match that's going to get you butterflies. You always get excited. You <laughs> yeah. want to get up and and watch it. You'll you'll have a point. Yeah, it, there's nothing really like it. Um, you know, it's it's probably bigger than Boston and L.A. Yeah, you know, um, they, there's just actual hate there. You know, and history and yeah. and, uh, and definitely history. Um, and I think more recently going towards Barcelona, but you know, there's. There, there's definitely a, a huge history there, and, and it's always fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's the rivalry of Spain. Yeah, by the rivalry of Spain, the rivalry of the world. That's you know that's why they call it a clásico. Yeah, and um, you know for for England, you know our, our beloved Premier League. There's uh, a few of them. Yeah. There, there's there are there's a ton of them actually. And yeah. There's a ton in Spain, but right, right, um, there is, there is. Uh, you know, we're just talking about the biggest ones. And the biggest one, uh, in my opinion, is United and uh, Manchester United and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big one for sure. That's a big one. Yeah, that's it's a more historical ri- uh, rivalry because as of late it has some, has been far from that. Oh fuck! I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's the truth. And Liverpool has smacked on City as well. Not not to. And City has smacked on Liverpool. Well, for more sure, reason. a few times. Uh, and and United won uh, beat us twice this season, I believe. Um, so no, Manchester United, Manchester City one's pretty heated. That's my favorite one in England, by the way. But yeah. it's because I have a, a you know skin you in that a, one. Yeah, you have a, um, a duck in the race. Of course. And then another very good one. Uh, well, there's a few in London. There's Arsenal, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. The the more the I think in London the the biggest one is is probably uh, the the Arsenal Tottenham. Yeah, because it's the North London Derby, yeah. as they call it. So it's yeah. uh, it's a lot, and it's it's ingrained in the society around the stadium. Everyone hates Tottenham, though. I feel like that. I've never personally come to hate them because they've had American players. They always always had a soft spot for me. I think Arsenal have always been the more popular club for sure. Henri Burkamp, um, Burkamp, Burkamp. You know, just I mean a, a list of celebrities, but um, yeah, yeah, that's another really good rivalry. Um. um. You know, Chelsea's getting up there with, with their rivalries, but uh, fortunately, Adelacos, I don't think anyone really rates them all that high just yet, just, <laughs> just because the, of the... Their success is relatively young. Their success is young, um, and their history's... Yeah, it's, there's not much there to, to, to speak of. I mean... Um, but but everyone wants to beat Chelsea, for sure. Yeah, they're all... Mm-hmm. Re- no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. you know, Liverpool-Chelsea has kind of become a rivalry, too, because yeah. they were the only two English sides to really well United as well but the teams that really made a, a good leap in, in the Champions League so there's always you know between yeah. the fan bases yeah the Mourinho bickering. Mourinho brought cha- uh, Champions League glory to, to Chelsea yeah so you know you know as as recent success as City has had they, they do have a little bit of history as far as being champions yeah more, more than more than uh, Chelsea yeah it and, goes back uh, yeah, and even even now you know they're just monsters but when Chelsea's good, everyone wants to beat them. Right, and right. They, Chelsea's always going to be cons- yeah. um, competing for a top six spot. Um, right now, uh, another big one, um, you know, due to the newly uh, promoted Leeds, mm-hmm. the Leeds and Manchester United oh, right. uh, That's rivalry is pretty bad too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone hates Leeds. Like if, unanimously, like no one likes Leeds except yeah. Leeds supporters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that that one's going to be one to look forward to this season. Everton Liverpool is always a good one too. The Merseyside oh, yeah, the Merseyside Derby. Derby. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah, um, there's that one. Um, and more, you know, more close to home, the Chivas versus America. That's a great one. That's yeah. in for anybody yeah. who's a fan of La Liga Mekis, they know very well about this. Yeah, one. and that one, that one's always uh, it gets you know, heated. I remember being in high school. Uh, 
you know, que, sin, que chingue su madre América, you mm-hmm. know, shit like that, you know. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that, that, one's, that one's actually huge uh, in, in Mexico, and obviously it spills into the U.S. just due to the Mexican-Americans. Right. Um, obviously, I'm a Chivas supporter, and uh, I don't really count a lot of America's championships because they got most of theirs in the half season. Mm-hmm. And they actually got one in the early 90s or late 80s. Uh, it was like a half season that right. they happened to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it, it's something weird. So they count like the, I think they're one championship ahead of Chivas. Right. When when Chivas won theirs when it was a like a year round league, mm-hmm. and I think only two or three of those from Chivas are from the half year, and like five or six of those are from America. So yeah, I can't did. count those. And then the half season one can't count that. Um, <laughs> and then closer to home is the is the Trafico. Uh, it's it's forcing itself to be a rivalry. Yeah, right it's now. forcing itself because of proximity. But Galaxy versus LAFC. The history's there, right? Uh, there's there's no history. I mean, the history <laughs> in terms of. for Galaxy effort yeah, for LAFC, they're just they're trying to you know yeah. squeak in there. Um, uh, one that we glanced over that I used to love watching as a kid because it, it was more lively back then. Celtic versus Rangers in Scotland. Oh, okay. That was always a good one. And I thought you were going to say Inter versus Milan. That's the next one I was going to mention. That's another great one. Uh, just a red and blue side, you know, just can't be more polarizing than that. And, and uh, a lot of good Dukes throughout the time, you know, both teams have had great legends. Uh, but yeah, man, that's yeah. a really good one. That's probably the biggest one in Italy, I'd yeah. say for sure. Yeah, it's definitely the biggest one. What do they call it? They call it something. Um, oh, it's a yeah, it's a strange name. I yeah, mean, it's it's in it's, Italian, it's a, so I'm something not, Italian. I, for, yeah. I forgot what they call and it. And I guess since we glanced over Germany, Dortmund, and and Bayern are, it's always a, yeah, that's always going to be one. Bayern's more recently been yeah. taking it, and um, competition wise, yeah, they they actually had the the um, Bayern versus Dortmund. In Champions League final 2013, I believe. Sheesh, yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah. Except Bayern. It was like 3-1 to one or something like that. Fuck Bayern. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and internationally speaking... Oh, there's the, plenty. The, the Mexico versus U.S. one, can't, can't look over that one. Uh, as he wears a U.S. kit. Yeah. I'm wearing a green shirt. So <laughs> that's good enough. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's good enough. Yeah, I'm wearing the training kit you right know, now. That one, uh, how can we forget the Giovanni Dos Santos chip over... You know, I try to forget the four it. To two, was I'm it? always reminded, yeah. But the, let's not forget about the the dos a cero también. Landon Donovan, crack. <laughs> es un crack. Yeah. yeah um, uh, Argentina versus Brazil. That's always good, and the hate the hate in that one is big because the, it's yeah, geographical. You know, it's you know, yeah. Um, tends to be that way. What about in Europe? Um, what what countries? Uh, you know, for the most part, well, for me, it's maybe it's not a big rivalry. Mm-hmm. I mean, or established, but France and Italy historically have yeah. always been at each other's neck and then the Zidane headbutt to the chest ah, will yeah. always kind of throw that into you know kind of a rivalry now but lately Italy hasn't been on par with France actually not even lately it's been a good while now well I want to say since 2006 yeah so that's like 15 years almost so 14 years whatever but um yeah man that's in international it's 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 interesting because there's also political implications sometimes you know yeah. I know I do know that two cultures that absolutely hate each other is Peru versus Chile. Mm. You know, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that that might even come down to the to the um, pisco. Mm. You know, you know, it's it's like their version of you right, know, right. of tequila or um, whatever it is. And also, uh, since we're in South America, Paraguay, Uruguay, that, that's um, always a good one. Yeah, yeah, they hate each other. <laughs> so um, you know, there there yeah, there's a lot of rivalry. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, 
That, that's pretty much it. You know, there's the there's the Madrid derby, the you know Atletico versus uh, Real Madrid. You know, that's always going to be good. Surely, yeah. Espanol Barca. Espanol Barca. They're from the same city, so it, it, a lot of it is same city competitions. Yeah. You know that that's always going to be a thing. Uh, you know, just you know, bragging trying, rights. Yeah. You know, bragging rights. You know, trying to get control of the city. That's why whenever um, Manchester City or Manchester United win, you know, like they say Manchester's red, Manchester's blue. Yeah. Oh, you know? whenever like London, or like in London, when Chelsea plays Arsenal, it's like yeah. London is blue, London is red. Yeah, exactly. And I love how the colors play into it too. It's always red and blue. It's <laughs> dope because, like, say for example, uh, Arsenal won the FA Cup against Chelsea in the final. So they the Wembley has a strip. It's like a metallic strip that has like lights on it. And so whenever whoever wins. For the rest of the week, they they keep that light on red, oh, so it's pretty shit. cool. And if it's if it would have yeah. been Chelsea, it would have been blue. Damn, um, bloods and crips. But yeah, dude, mm-hmm. it's crazy, right? It's a uh, polarizing things. But yeah, those are our favorite rivalries, or you know, the most notable ones. Yeah, uh, if there's I'm sure any, we're forgetting one. Yeah, we're forgetting. A, no, there's a lot. But the thing about rivalries, they exist in every country. Just some aren't as notable. But if there's any any that we miss, make sure definitely, to comment or definitely yeah, or hit us up and and let us know. Let us know what's up. But um, yeah. Let's talk about bottlers of the week, and then we'll get into uh, other stuff. For sure. Well, bottlers for me, uh, there's two, and they belong to my team. I will be as hard as on on, on them as anybody. Uh, Pep Guardiola, I love you, man, but you bottled it over. You overthought it, and you just didn't stick to what worked, and that's a big problem. With Guardiola, we haven't gotten past the quarterfinal, and that continues to be true. And um, my other bottler was Raheem Sterling. I'm sorry, man, but uh, you got to finish those. I'm Like, there's no excuses. Not only because he didn't make that one, but there was other chances that he could have made. Um, yeah, those are my two bottlers of the week. And let it be known, man, that that was a crushing moment for most City fans. All City fans, I'll say. It, it's funny because when I, uh, when I messaged you, I, I made sure to not message you right away when I found out. <laughs> and I know you didn't message me because you didn't I want didn't, me to, to, yeah, to yeah. take the, you know, you didn't want me to take the piss, but. I, uh, I I let you have a moment, and I'm like, I think it was like around five o'clock or six o'clock Pacific time. So yeah. it had been a few hours since the game passed, and I was like, is it too soon? And <laughs> you right away, you're like, let me have it. Just go, yeah. go on, go on, yeah. have a go. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah. It's funny because the one thing that that has been sticking with my mind all week, what you said is uh, KDB was great. But he has a bunch of useless twats around him. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, man. He has an assortment of bottles up front, dude. And um, yeah, he has a bunch of useless twats. <laughs> Not the whole season, just just did the Champions League quarterfinal. And uh, I remember reading that, and uh, I, I got teary eyed, <laughs> laughing so hard at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to not pick. Uh, uh, Raheem Sterling as the bottler of the week. I have one, and uh, <laughs> this is ju- this is just me trying to wind you up. But uh, I have our own Henry as the bottler of the week. Really? He got every single quarter quarter oh, final pick wrong. Shot. Yeah, 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 I Atletico. did. Um, you picked uh, Barca. You picked Barca. City. You picked Atalanta. Atalanta. Yeah, City. I got all wow. of them wrong. So don't ask me for bets or anything, yeah, guys. Yeah, he doesn't have the lock. I've clearly lost the plot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't have the lock. I, That's just me taking the piss. Though. It mustered oh. a lot of strength and pride for me to show up today on the pod. So just just appreciate that, guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, Raza has to be it. Um, maybe maybe a tiny little mention for all of the whole of Barcelona. Yeah. Just the whole organization, the board, everybody as a whole. Yeah. No one no one is safe from there. Mm. Um, and um, 
Maybe, maybe a little tiny one for Anthony Marcial too. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah he, he has to be in there. We we can't forget him. Um. So that those are our bottlers. Um. Transfer talk. Transfer rumors. So uh, I'll just go off with the uh, established rumors confirmed. or the established transfers. Con- let me con- say confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. So we already talked about David Silva. So let's get that out of the way. But Everton Soares, one of my favorite players from the from the Brazilian. Sabrina. Yeah, he's a 24. He's a winger. It's uh, funny how they consider that old. Yeah, I know, right? It's, he's not even like, old. Like brother. That's yeah. not old. He went to Benfica for 22 mil, and this is going to be a recurring theme. Uh, Benfica have signed plenty of players, and they're apparently on the verge of signing Cavani. So that team is... I thought is, that was a done deal. I, I, don't, I don't think they've announced them yet. So I always wait because you see what happened with Lazio. It's like, fuck, anything oh, yeah. can happen. But... um. Yeah, Benfica is, is uh, finally spending that Joao Felix money. Uh, I thought they were holding on to it because it had been so long since. But they're they, getting such good deals. Oh, they are, dude. They're they're buying smartly, and that's that's the thing with a lot of these feeder clubs, quote unquote. They spend smart and they sell good. Like this, like dude. Um, I don't know if it was Benfica. No, it was Porto. They sold his Mangala for a fucking, fucking arm and a leg, dude. And he ended up being shite for us. But um, that's just a thing, right? And then uh, moving on from Everton, uh, Soares, the player. Uh, Anthony Robinson, the American left back, joining Fulham for 2.5 mil. I think that's a good move for him because he was at Wigan, who's still in the lower leagues at the moment. He's impressed in England, and I, I think it's a good move for him, finally getting to play in the Prem. Another American playing for Fulham. They have Tim Ream at the moment, and obviously uh, Clint Dempsey has played there. Yeah. You know, just just a history of signing Americans. So uh, Brian, Mc, I think McBride played there as well. Brian McBride. Yeah. Uh, did he play for Everton? Yeah, he did as well. Okay. And, and Fulham. Uh, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. lastly, uh, Yoni Gonzalez uh, from Benfica going on loan with obligation to buy possibly if they trigger a clause to Galaxy. And I think that's a great move for them. Galaxy yeah. need all the help they can yeah, get right Galaxy now. Galaxy is in dire straits. Yeah, man. And they also signed Jonathan Klinsman, the goalkeeper. Uh, Cl- uh, Jurgen Klinsman's Jurgen son. Klinsman's and son. He's, he's good because he has experience in, in uh, Europe. So it's going to be nice to watch. But that's it for all my esta- the established transfers. Um, now going on to rumors, Gabriel, the uh, the Lille center back, who's kind of the hottest center back on everybody's tongue outside of Koulibaly. Koulibaly's pretty much set to go to Man City. They're just working out the figures apparently. But Gabriel might go to Napoli or Arsenal, uh, depending on how things pan yeah, out. Arsenal. What do you think is a better fit for him? I, I'm curious because um, I think Arsenal's a bigger step. Well, up. Well, yeah, Arsenal's a bigger step up. Um, but Napoli are are gonna really want to fill that Koulibaly hole. Yeah, for sure. Because it it does look like he's he's leaving. Um, so yeah, there's gonna be a a, a a bidding war for for him. Right. And it, but it looks like Arsenal's got got um, you know the hold on him. Listen, man, Arsenal are plugging in the correct holes right now, and they're. I, they're it's scary. Scary. Yeah, because and then they have a young manager who's hungry in Arteta. and Arteta. He's. Proving himself to be a genius. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Um, he fucked us over, you know, when when City played him, and put on a masterclass. Um, but yeah, that's that's still in the works. So we're gonna see how that pans out. Weston McKinney, I've mentioned him before. Before it was like, oh, he might go to Liverpool. He might go to Hertha Berlin. He might stay in Germany. It's looking like he's gonna join Southampton after all, and I think that's a great move for him. Uh, I hope it works out. And the thing, I just hope he doesn't go to Liverpool if he has a few good seasons, because that's what typically happens with Southampton players. We've seen it with Virgil Van Dyke, Lalana, Jay Rodriguez, Mane, uh, Mane. Uh, fuck, it's just it goes on. But um, yeah, that's uh, 
That's one to look at. The, well, the one that went to Manchester United didn't pan out. Right. Schneiderlin. Oh, oh Schneiderlin, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a strange one. <sighs> I liked him. He was he was pretty good in his day. He good just uh, once he got to United, it's like maybe he was at the far end of his career. But um, yeah, moving on. Uh, Alan is from Napoli. Uh, he's a Brazilian CDM. He's been there for a while. Great player. Set to go to Everton apparently uh, with Ancelotti. Has played under Ancelotti before. Kind of a, they kind of understand each other. It's this uh, rumor is gaining a lot of steam, and it makes sense for Everton who uh, may be losing some players um, soon because uh, Richarlison is another player who's. Maybe not this season going, but possibly in the following. Probably the next season. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I see him breaking out this season. Richarlison's got all the tools to be a really good prime player. Oh, he's solid, dude. Um, Even when he was at Watford. Good, good strength, good ball stre- control. Great back dribbling. To the, back to the goal. Has has the cheek to embarrass a defender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's um, He's got a pretty good package to him. For sure. Um, yeah, you know, man. skill package. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let's pause for a second. Let's just get that in there. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty much all the the rumors. I mean, I didn't mention Messi to Man City because we mentioned that earlier. Um, Havertz to Chelsea is still in the works. Apparently, they're trying to work out a figure because yeah. Uh, so def- I wanted to talk about the Koulibaly to to City move because it yeah. looks like uh, City are going to throw seventy million. Yeah. It, well, apparently they're yeah seventy mil. It could even be up to ninety mil. They're saying. After like bonuses and bonuses all that. and stuff, listen, I I think he's amazing, and I'm not just saying that. I don't say that about about many center backs. It's still a big risk because uh, City and center backs have a very interesting relationship. It's it's either been hot or cold. The only center back that we've signed in recent memory that has panned out has been Laporte. Maybe Otamendi. He's still prone to the mistakes. John Stones has been a, a little underwhelming. I like John Stones for Manchester United. I know, and you've mentioned that before. I, want, I, I don't know if that will happen. There. but I want to put that into the universe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just tweet it and tag a few people, and it's going to spread like wildfire. Although, like a Man City move to United is rare. I haven't seen that in... I've never seen that, actually, yeah, quite frankly. But, you know, City doesn't want him. Clearly, look, they played Eric Garcia... Who's going to Barcelona, it looks like. Most likely. You know, he's 19 years old, so mostly unproven. Yeah. And you get your $50 million signing kept on the bench over him. That that The writing's on the wall. They don't want him. Well, and then you see the way Pep has treated him, you know, yeah. very doggish on him. But I think uh, Stone still, he's still headstrong to try to get a spot in the team. And listen, he has all the tools to be great. He suffered some injuries and since then has not been himself. I hope he's able to make his way into the rotation. He's not old at all. He has all the tools to be great. So, so. you want to keep him? That's that's up to Pep, really. How do know. you as a fan want to keep him? Oh, me, me. Fuck. Okay, so the thing is, the, the season we won the title last season, not, obviously not this season, Liverpool got it. Liverpool but, um, got it. Yeah, uh Thanks for reminding me, but uh, not nah, uh, the by, season. By how many points? No, I'm just kidding. Ah, for fuck's sake, man! Fuck's but sake. Um, he uh, he had that great clearance against Liverpool, where the ball's just about to inch over the line, and he clears it out. I'm always gonna have to thank him for that because I was late in the season. If we don't win that game, we might not win the title. The season before that, we won it. We strolled it. We won it by the most points ever, or maybe not the most points, but more than yeah. Liverpool the, won it by the most points this season. Well, I think we had more. I think we because remember how Liverpool well, the, started like losing the margin. a lot of yeah. Yeah, well, no, the margin, because Liverpool started losing all those games at the end of the season, mm-hmm. I think we still ended up with the base margin. Oh, but I'll double-check that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, John Stones, just off that play alone, has, he won my heart over. So I can never bash him too hard. But truthfully, man, 
he's had too many mistakes for me to to warrant a starting place and if he wanted to go to another team to get 90 minutes a game i'd let him go for a nice fee and and move on with it there's a there's a lot of other center well, you're backs not getting 50 for him no nah, no nah, maybe 30 35 25 max he's english though and he's young so you got to take that into max. consideration i i don't know i think that's one thing with city i want them to start selling high because too many clubs take advantage of us that's just me though. Well, if you you just got Nathaniel Ake, who you overpaid for, Koulibaly, who you're going to overpay for, you know, take what you can get. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I get what you're saying, but um, and you're losing Eric Garcia, and we got Eric Garcia Garcia on the cheap. So let's let's just put that. Out. I, okay. I don't have the exact figure. Well, is he going on a free or? No, no, we still uh, we'd sell him for sure. Oh, okay, I forgot what the what the number they're putting out, but I know Barcelona was trying to lowball us. Wanted to say they wanted to pay like fifteen. Yeah, Barcelona's gonna lowball everybody right now. Yeah, and they're gonna get their fucking way on Ajax for Vanderbeek. Damn right. Did you bring him up? No, we didn't bring him oh, up. Oh, well, right? actually, I didn't include him. But there's a lot of rumors uh, with Barca that I don't believe. It's, it's, Barca, I think, is doing a lot of lip service. Yeah. To to try and uh, keep Messi, mm-hmm. which is gonna end up biting them in the ass because he's because they're gonna tell him that they're gonna they're they're promising promising him the moon and the stars for him, and they and they they're. they're just really going to get him less than half of what they were promising. Yeah. They're saying that we're going to offload all these old guys. Like, first of all, you don't do that. You don't You don't trade half of your team. You know what that does for morale? Yeah. You, know? you don't say you're going to let go of Jordi Alba, who was really your only attacking point against the Bayern game. You don't say you're going to get rid of Busquets. You don't say you're going to get rid of Luis Suarez, who's rumored for Ajax. Right. Uh, who else? Who, who, like when okay when you publicly go out and say these guys are untouchable but everybody else hey fucking have at it <laughs> like what is that what does that speak of your team like I, I don't know if they're actually thinking that one through and uh the the president Bartomeu you know he publicly said I'm not I'm not gonna resign I'm here until the elections and then the guys that are running for election they're actually also saying the wrong thing. Um, I wish I could quote him. I, I remember just reading something he said. Um, oh, oh, um, one of the guys coming up. Ah, like I don't remember his name. I wish I could attach his name to this stupid ass quote. Mm-hmm. He said, um, "No matter what happens, Kuman's out next season. Kuman, wow. the upcoming manager." Yeah, it's yeah. like wow, like really, like yeah. you win us the title, you win us the trouble. Well, we haven't even talked about that. Kuman is that the right guy for the job? Kuman, Kuman for Barcelona is absolutely not the right. Guy I don't think for, so either. Yeah, uh, I don't. Well, one, he didn't do a good job with Everton. So, like, so he's had a longer career than, than just Everton. Everton, I think, was in 2015, 15 or 16. He spent a ton of money, and they were fighting for relegation. He got fired nine games into the season. He got yeah. fired nine games into the season. Yeah. I think, um, was it the second season that he managed? I believe it was the first, actually. The first, fuck. Personally, yeah. You know, so... Um, I think I think that was the season that they, that they sold John Stones, right? Yeah. So he brought in a, he spent a bunch of money, had horrible results, and they were fighting for from relegation that season. They happened to not get relegated, and uh, he goes to manage the Dutch team. Dutch right. team's okay. They they lost last year mm-hmm. against Portugal for the Nations League. I know it doesn't mean anything. It's not quite the Euro, the um, UEFA Cup, but you know he's got the the Johan Cruyff, and he's also a Barcelona legend as a player. Yeah. Even though it was in their, kind of like their trash days. But. Yeah, it was in their heyday when they were like 
not dominant as they as they were, you know, eight, ten years ago, even you know, five or six years ago. Kuman has shown that he's not not really all that great of a manager. I don't have faith in him. I don't think he's really going to do all that much for Barcelona. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Everything you said, I mean, yeah. I mean, tactically, I haven't really seen a, him put a team together where it's like, wow, this guy has an identity. Uh, so I, I'm going to be curious to see how that pans out at Barca. And I don't know. It's just a waiting game because it could go either or, you know. But Barca's really holding on to that Johan Cruyff connection. Yeah. You know. Cryev, he's, if you know basketball, Jerry West. Yeah. You know, he's just got like that magic touch. Right. You know, ever since he passed, Barca's been in really bad shape. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. To think that the parallels between Barca and the Lakers right now. Staggering. Whoa, 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 whoa. Barca's uh, Real Madrid. I mean, uh, (laughs) Lakers are Real Madrid. Right, right. Yeah. Let's get that out there. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to... To lay on the um, about ground. about um, Barca, um, there's not enough that can be said. They're they're a mess. They're they're really a mess. They're promising everything for Messi. Yeah. They're, you know, um, they can't deliver everything. They, you know, you can't offer more than half the team, and and uh, dismiss all the financial uh, miss m- misses that they've had. They they've they pay way too much for too many. Messi's overpaid. Mm. Messi's overpaid, and that that's that's their problem right now. Is that they have too much money invested into him to to want to pull out. It's the sunk cost fallacy. Like you you put like you put too much time or too much energy, you know, money into something, and you're like, well, let's just ride this out. Let's just keep going, and then and then say, um, you know, we we can't pull out. We have to keep going with this, you know. Um, they they've overpaid for for transfers too much that haven't panned out, man. Yeah. And you can you can only judge a club on their success, you know. You can't you can't judge a club on their competitiveness, you know. If they're second place every year, what, the the manager's gonna get fired. Um, I don't I don't I don't think that all the players that they want are gonna pan out. Um. You know that's just wishful thinking because that's that's also uh, assuming that other clubs aren't going to get them. Eesh, yeah. I'm, I'm being hard on them, but <laughs> they they really fucking deserve it. They they they've written off that messy wave way too long. That there's a reason why the word messy dependent messy dependencia exists. Exists, yeah, surely. And uh, you know, I, I I don't see them competing for the for the league next season. Uh, any any other thoughts that you want to talk about? No, nah, it's it's too depressing for me. I mean, in terms of Barca, it's up to them to prove us wrong, but it's not looking too good. Just yeah. s- straight up, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else that we we need to bring up or? Uh, just uh, and before I forget, I know we joked about this, but um, I just quickly want to give a big shout out to Maluma. Um, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> we saw. Let, let's just quickly mention that take because. Take it easy on um, him, man. Angel Di Maria posted this video of the whole PSG team singing along to his famous song that he dedicated to his ex-girl who is now dating Neymar. Oh, that's tough to see. Tough <laughs> I'm one, sorry man. about that. I'm sorry, my little brother. Yeah, um, but I just wanted to throw that in there. That again ties into the cockiness that PSG kind of exude, and I th- why I think they're ultimately gonna fall on their face in the final. But that's that's it, man. That's all I have. I don't know if you have any two cents to add there. No, no, I don't have anything else to add. Um, I think, I think we've discussed everything we have. The big one right now is going to be uh, 
PSG versus Bayern Munich. Um, you know, we both have Bayern winning, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not happy P- about PSG is riding in with a small club mentality. Yeah, it's the truth, and it's in the pudding. It's in the pudding. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know what they call pudding in in French, but <laughs> they're gonna end up as merde. <laughs> I agree. Right. I agree, man. All right, man. I think I think we're I think we're good. I, we've been two mics, two guys, and two pints, but it looks like our pints are are dwindling down now. So we'll we'll get out of everyone's ear. Um, anything else that you need to shout out or? Nah, man. Just uh, again, I always say this, but make sure to follow us on Bottle Talk on Twitter and uh, on uh, Instagram as well. Instagram, yes. Uh, and yeah, uh, thanks for the listens, guys. It means a lot to us. And uh, share that, share this share with anybody who, this. who enjoys this, uh, you know, is about this life. And uh, yeah. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs>